When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week on Pop Guys. We talk Dancing with the Stars, the Oscars Diversity Guidelines, and queer fashion mishaps. Woo! Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm Charlie. And I'm Aurelia. And welcome to Pop Games, a pop culture podcast for postmodern queers. For postmodern queers! Yeah! <laughs> I'm trying to find this list of Dancing with the Stars people, but I swear to God, it's got like Tyra Banks, Carol Baskin. It's like the most like loaded list of celebrities that they've ever had. Like, I'll find it. Actual celebrities. Thank you, Aurelia. I need to hear about this. I I haven't heard anything about it. How did I miss Tyra Banks and Carol Baskin on Dancing with the Stars? What the fuck? I know. I feel like that should have been huge news. Like, oh, forget about COVID. I don't I don't want to know about the restrictions. I'm saying it's that anyway. Tell me about Dancing with the Stars US. Yeah. The big news I had about like celebrities joining a new platform was Andrew Lloyd Webber joining TikTok. But oh, stop. <laughs> but this is bigger. <laughs> How have you guys? been in uh, we're still in lockdown for the for the lovely listener we are still in lockdown in melbourne and it's just been extended which is not surprising but still uh does make you feel a little different <laughs> yeah it's yeah. it's a weird time ups and downs but you know i got up today so that was good <laughs> i mean that's that's it yeah queen of getting out of bed incredible <laughs> Yeah, it must be nice. <laughs> I got a bed desk and I can feel myself doing permanent damage to my back. Like I'm like lying down. I've got my shoulders up. A desk or like a tray? It, oh, yeah. Look, it is a tray. Um <laughs> <laughs> I love that you call it a desk. Yeah, yeah. I have I have one of those too. And like I used to go to my girlfriend's house to work from hers and I'd just have my bed desk and I'd sit <laughs> in her bed all day and like be at my job. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that you've just immediately called it out for what it is really. You're like that ain't a desk. That's a fucking pig's trough. <laughs> oh, you mean a dirty plate? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also lie in my own film. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, yeah, my tray's been real good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Aurelia, I saw on your Insta that you have been getting targeted ads for baby Grinch dolls. <gasps> I have. I get the weirdest targeted ads. I stopped getting the Wish ones, and then I started getting these really weird ones, and you like click into it. I'm like, what is this? And you know that's hyper-realistic baby some people are into? It's like that, but it's the Grinch as oh a little God. baby with little toes. It's so great. Have you seen the Grinch? Mm, I think so, but a long time ago. Then what's it, why is it targeting you? Like, I feel like I'm a Grinch stan and I'm not getting those ads. So, like, why, <laughs> why has it selected you? 
Well, the weirdest thing though is I got that ad on Facebook Marketplace actually because I've been spending a lot of time on Marketplace. Oh, it's a great place to be. It's like, speaking of troughs, like you can get <laughs> anything on that place. What is the weirdest thing that has been like advertised to you? Those weird t-shirts with slogans on them that are like, I, that, especially when I hadn't come out yet, not even like to myself. And it was like, I'm the sassy gay aunt. You better get around me. <laughs> There's always wish.com, which is like so classic. And I'm also like, what is this? Who are these small businesses? If I order it, will it arrive? Like, has anyone ever ordered any of that weird stuff? My boyfriend loves the scams. <laughs> He's constantly buying from Wish.com and they're always like these punsy little parcels that arrive sometimes like seven weeks after you initially bought them. So you've completely forgotten that you ever bought this like $1 item. <laughs> And I'll be like, what the hell is this? And every single time he's like, I don't even remember. And so it's always a little like kinder surprise. And finding like, oh, it's, you know, a strange little sponge with extra porous holes or something like that. Oh, my God. Have you guys ever heard of um, Sponge Daddy? No. Oh, my God. What is that? Is it like Dr. Clean? What's Dr. Clean? You know the bald guy who's on the cleaning products? Mr. Clean. Not Dr. Clean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, my mind went immediately to SpongeBob because, like, Nickelodeon came out and said that he's queer. Did you see that? No. <laughs> yeah, Nickelodeon has, like, confirmed. I don't know whether oh, that wow. means he's asexual or he's gay. I think he's pansexual. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a sponge. Oh, yeah. Do sponges have genders? I think <laughs> sponges are, like, all... All-encompassing, all-consuming. <laughs> They're, like, non-binary. Yeah, truly. Oh yeah. They are pansexual non-binary. They don't fuck with, like, the structures that we've set up. They're like, I'll just absorb, you know. Fuck, I wish I was a sponge. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Any hole's a goal with a sponge because that's how they eat. <laughs> we have completely derailed you, Jordan. What? Tell us about Sponge Daddy. <laughs> no, this is where I wanted it to go. Um <laughs> Um, Sponge Daddy. Okay, so you know the show Shark Tank? Mm -hmm. This guy came to them with Sponge Daddy and it sounds so much dirtier than it is. It's literally just like a sponge for washing dishes with a smiley face cut out of it and like spiky hair. That man is a billionaire. <laughs> oh, my God. I was going to say, that is such a stinker of an idea. I guess not. Damn. Move over, Jeff Bezos. Absolutely. I watched this video that was like one shark invested a hundred thousand dollars and now their investment is worth forty million dollars. <laughs> wow. And we haven't like you, I hadn't heard of it until I watched that video and you guys haven't even heard of it. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know about Sponge Daddy Jordan. I guess I'm just not up to speed with <laughs> what the kids <laughs> <do> too. <laughs> sponge Daddy also sounds like a euphemism for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I got my sponge daddy, my towel daddy. <laughs> Sounds like one of those things that used to be contraceptive, the sponge. Do you remember? <laughs> so like there used to be like a sponge that was like literally soaked in spermicide and women would like put it up their vagina and then they wouldn't get pregnant. It's truly horrific thinking about this stuff. They'd be like, I used to fill a syringe with gin and then put it into my nipples and then I would not be have a child. Did you ever see that play that was in Melbourne a few years ago? I think it's, it was called like In the Next Room, brackets, the vibrator play. <gasps> no, but I've heard about this one. I studied it at school. It was really interesting. It was about how like the vibrator was created by male doctors that were trying to treat the old-fashioned view of hysteria. Like women were so pent up mm -hmm. sexually 
that they needed a like clinical release. And so they invented this medicinal instrument that then became the vibrator. And women would just go to the doctor and like get off. (laughs) (laughs) Thus was the vibrator's invention. But yeah, it really began because of this ridiculous idea of hysteria. When I work from home, and I have a bad day <laughs> and it's my lunch break. <laughs> I like to go to the doctor. I like to go and to administer medicine to myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say it helps 100% of the time. So <laughs> Yeah, I don't want anyone calling me hysterical, but it does something. <laughs> <laughs> that is really interesting. And it's also so funny because it's like, well, you, we've always had sex work. <laughs> Sometimes it's a robot <laughs> that doctors invented. And now look what vibrators are up to now. My housemate just got one of those ones. It's like a little sucky thing. Mm, I don't ever want to try that. I think it's going to be like too good and I can never come normally again. Yeah, I've transcended the need for humans at this point. I think those like new vibrators are just so complex. Like they hit your G-spot and they like suck your clit and they give you a rim job. And they tell you the weather and they talk back to you. (laughs) And they light your cigarette afterwards. (laughs) A couple of years ago, some friends and I at uni, we went to Sexyland together. And I remember my friend, she got this vibrator, but it had so many like knobs and like switches and like moving parts. We were all just like, is this a Dalek? <laughs> it was this really like thick, like incredibly like gadgety thing. And I was so impressed and like afraid of it. Some of them are really intimidating. Like some of them are like, they've got like these balls in them that help them rotate. Yes, I've seen them. I've seen them. Yeah. <laughs> I know her. Yeah. <laughs> um, how are you guys going in lockdown? Is there anything you're doing to distract yourselves apart from constantly vibing? Vibing like good vibes or vibrator? <laughs> Whatever you need it to be in this moment. I've just been buying a lot of stuff when I'm stoned and then it arrives and I'm kind of like your boyfriend, Charlie, where I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome because you can convince yourself it's a gift from someone else. You're like, oh. (laughs) It's like Christmas every day. (laughs) This is when I'm like, capitalism isn't so bad because I get these little trinkets. I've also been like buying so many different face masks that now I can like match them with my outfits. That's nice. And I love it. My housemate is a really good seamstress, Taylor. I don't really know the word for it, but (laughs) he's just fantastic at sewing and makes all his own clothes. And he has made like my whole household these really nice denim ones. And they're so beautiful, but they're so dense. That's the only thing. I can't wear them for many hours. I wore it to work one time. And after a couple hours, I was like, oh my God, this was a big mistake because like it's gorgeous, but not a single drop of air is going to get in or out. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was just slowly asphyxiating, but it's like, I'm going down in style. We truly are wearing like little greenhouses on our faces. Like I'm getting masked knee like no one else. It's better now because I think I've figured out my skin routine around it. But Mm -hmm. the first couple of weeks of wearing masks, I was like, get me on the street. I'll protest too. I look ratchet. Yeah, legit. Look, that is the first (laughs) blemish I have had in years. Ah! (laughs) I'm going to edit this out. (laughs) (laughs) About your blemish. I don't want anyone to know I'm not flawed. <laughs> uh, you, I mean, my favorite thing is a blemish, the word blemish. Yeah, yeah blemish is like such an advertising word. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Helps spots and blemishes. When the before pick is just as good as the after one. On the like leg shaving ads when they don't show the actual like hairy <gasps> leg prior. When mm. someone told me that, it blew my mind because I was like, oh my God. 
Another thing that like blew my mind is like movie covers that have a woman's body on it, but not her face. And like the common one is like a woman with her like bare legs and then like three men underneath being like, yeah, <laughs> like she's all that. Yeah. Those yeah, kind yeah. of movies. And you just don't see the woman's face. And there's so many. There's like, I think there's an Instagram or a Twitter account where this, this person just posts movie posters that don't have a woman's face in it, but her body. And then a whole lot of men reacting to her body. And it's always so wild with those ones because it looks like they're looking up her skirt because she's always wearing a fucking skirt. And you're like, what are they seeing? Exactly. Yeah. Like, is she not wearing underwear? Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if they're looking up my skirt, they're just seeing like some pubes just like gasping for air. <laughs> I don't think it's that. When I was 18, I was riding my bike and I was wearing a skirt that wasn't even that short. And this guy like hollered out his window saying, you just made my day. And I was like, with what? My calves? What are you yeah, looking yeah. at? Oh. <laughs> it's like a knee length skirt. What are you looking at? Oh uh, and that's why I hate men. Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I just imagine you screaming back with like, with what? No. <laughs> that is so creepy. It's not nice, but it's a compliment. <laughs> and women love compliments. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Every day of my life. So wild. Have we spoken about that real estate show? Selling Sunset. Yeah, have we spoken about Selling Sunset? No, we haven't. No. Have you watched it? I've watched it. I haven't finished season three yet, but I know what happens. And do you remember Chriselle? I've watched an episode. I'm yet to get hooked. I'm not sure about it. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) So Chriselle is like a total sweetheart who's been falling on some hard times. And she is in the cast of Dancing with the Stars this year. (gasps) Oh my God. The Dancing with the Stars cast list this year. I have never wanted to watch that show. And now I am obsessed because so Chriselle's on there and then we've got Tyra Banks and Carol Baskin isn't it Carol Baskin, Carol Baskin. Be- oh my god Nelly Potato <laughs> or Nelly 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 the man <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm sure that Carol Baskin has some moves but I hate it and I hate yeah. I hate the outfits I'll be putting her in I hate her flower crown I hate her I hate cool cats and kittens <laughs> She might just blow us away. Who knows? Yeah, like she blew her husband away when she murdered him. <laughs> I'm calling it now. She will dance to Raw by Katy Perry. Ah! <laughs> Yuck, I hate it because it's true. Oh, my God. And a guy from Catfish, Ned. Oh, my God. Is he the hot one with the silver hair? No, no, no. That's Max. Oh, well, then fuck that. I don't want it. <laughs> Cancel the season. <laughs> Cancel that. (laughs) Fuck. Apparently he's like a weirdo. I don't know how I have intel on this. Apparently he's like a massive like narcissist. Yeah. If he's listening, sorry, but words out. I also don't know how legitimate the original catfish myth was because they were two filmmakers and there's a lot of like conspiracies about people being like, well, why were you filming so early in the production before you even knew about her if it's all legitimate? I would not be surprised. Wait, so they actually made all of those stories up? Well, you know how there's the series Catfish? Mm-hmm. That was based around the movie Catfish, which was meant to be this like original documentary about mm. him himself. Because before that, there was no term for Catfish. That was the name of the movie and it just became the term for doing this to someone. Mm-hmm. And it was about him falling in love with this girl online and then they finally meet and she's obviously not. So he meets this guy who was just like lying to him yeah. for months. And that's where the term Catfishing comes from. But people have critiqued this documentary because why we 
are you filming? Filming for such a long time, to be fair, like a long time. I don't know. Maybe he was just like, okay, I'm going to get into an internet relationship and see what happens. And I'm going to start documenting it before I even know what happens. Maybe. But then he was so ready to turn it into like a, a huge moneymaker TV show and like, you know, brand as Catfish. And it, it, it sort of became this empire. It was also kind of like a golden era of reality TV, like Catfish, MTV Cribs, oh, Hot or Not. Speaking of reality TV empires, Kardashians is ending. Yes. And I've just started getting into it. (laughs) Which season are you in? I'm on season three. (laughs) Well, you got 17 to go. (laughs) Oh my God. Why do you think it's ending now? Because I have a few ideas. Uh, Is it because Kanye is going to be in the office? Like what's the deal? Yeah, so Kanye 2020 is still happening. I just, I've been following the Kardashians on and off for years, but I just think it's really come to a point where they have no more drama to give. Yeah. All their relationships are suffering so much because of it. And they all have kids now and they want their kids to have a sort of, not a normal life, but mm. at least a little bit out of the sort of spotlight. Mm. And it's not like they're going into obscurity. Like, you know, they've all got their own brands and companies now. It's- I was surprised that it was still going. I thought that I was watching it after it had finished. It's like finding out that Grey's Anatomy is still on. Is it? Yeah. With new content? With new content. <laughs> they are on season like 15. Meredith is still fucking there. <laughs> Oh my god, that's like longer than most doctors would spend at the same hospital. Yeah, truly. (laughs) But to be fair, I can't remember her name, but the woman who plays Meredith, she's like an executive producer on it now. Like she has more power than Shonda Rhimes, basically, who originally wrote it. But there was like an interview with her where she kind of weighed up leaving and going back into movies because TV wasn't in the golden age that it is now where like doing a television series is great. And she was like, oh, should I quit this show and then go and struggle and try and become a movie star or do I just like actually have a stable income and have a good life the old neighbor's dilemma absolutely (laughs) I love nothing more than when like an actor's like that's it I've transcended neighbors I'm off now and then like you know three years later they come back yes (laughs) yeah we are not all Margot Robbie (laughs) (laughs) and who can believe that Donna got there you know I can I was such a (laughs) I am and was such a neighbor stan at the time. I was so obsessed with it. So I feel like personally responsible for Margot Robbie's success. <laughs> Her wearing that pink wedding dress on the back of a ute <laughs> to marry Ringo. That was all you, Charlie. <laughs> and I see that. You're welcome. We were talking about hospitals and Grey's Anatomy. I can't even remember. Yeah, these empires. So the Kardashians are ending. You're right, Aurelia. Like, it's not like they're fading away. And I think this is the only way that Kim and Kanye can survive their marriage. And this is coming from a place of love because I think they're perfect for each other. That's such a breed. They're both air signs. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I got co-star, finally. Oh, yes. Tell (laughs) us about yourself, your true self now. Everything else has been a lie until this point. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting it out now. I'm just going to look at our compatibility. Okay. Awesome. Did you accept my request? Yeah. I think you're my only friend. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hang on. Let me add you. So I am Aries Sun. Mm-hmm. Virgo moon and Leo rising <gasps> drama. Oh, I have all these people that I haven't accepted. I got to admit, it's taken me some time to like get a system of it all. I sort of get those <laughs> notifications from CoStar and it's like, don't do coffee. <laughs> and I'm like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> what does 
that mean? <laughs> well, I'm looking at our compatibility right now, Charlie. For the smiley face, so compatible, our basic identities. Nice. Love and pleasure and sex and aggression. Very compatible. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, neutral face, intellect and communication, senses of responsibility. Sad face, moods and emotions and philosophies of life. So we're really moody but have incredible sex. Yeah. Wow. Well, isn't that yeah. isn't what that we something? aspire to? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love that when it tells you like at the bottom, like people that you should avoid, like friends, <laughs> like avoid. And my housemate is there and I'm like, good fucking luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're going to have a lot in common because Aurelia and I are both Libras. So we are compatible with basic identities, intellect and communication, sex and aggression, and a sense of responsibility. Oh, wow. Not bad. Mm. But we are not compatible on love and pleasure, but we are for sex and aggression. Yeah, what does what <laughs> pleasure and sex separate? Okay, so the sex is good, but the emotional connection is weak as fuck. Absolutely. Great, great. I reckon that's what it is. It's rough sex, but I don't always come. <laughs> <laughs> I don't text back the body up. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Have you added your um, your girlfriend on it? No, she doesn't have it because she was on an Android for ages, but now it's on Android, so she should. Have you got your girlfriend on there? Yeah, that was like one of the main reasons I was like, oh, this is really <laughs> meant to be. Our co-star was really compatible. Oh, my God. That was like a green flag in my book, and I asked for it before we even met. <laughs> I'm not wasting time. <laughs> that is so funny. Do you ever, like, eliminate someone based on their star sign? So I have a few rules. I would not date the same star sign twice in a row and <gasps> also not someone with the same name possibly ever again. <laughs> like, do I really need another person with that name in my life? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I like those rules, though. My girlfriend is a Leo and... If we ever were to break up, I wouldn't be able to date another Leo straight after. And that makes sense with Leos too, though. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you need a break from that fire sign. I used to, when I was on Tinder, I used to have a rule for myself, which is so dumb, that I would always swipe right on anyone called Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) As this kind of like weird comrade thing of being like, hey, and it was just endless fun. Yeah. My best friend, his name is Matt and his ex-boyfriend, his name was Matt. And it was charming for maybe like one day and then it just got annoying because then you constantly had to like specify like which Matt and it just became like big Matt, little Matt. <laughs> <laughs> like how do you differentiate? Like, Yeah, I know a gay couple who have the same name as well. Both of them are called Zach. But when I write about one of them, it's with a C and for the other one, it's with a C-H. So, <laughs> which doesn't help when it's a conversation, but you know. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like even when you're talking to them, they like instinctually know what they know when the H is. <laughs> they like know which one is being addressed. I don't know. It's like some seventh sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like my friend's mom's name is Katie, and she can tell if you think it's with a C or with a K. <laughs> I don't even know. I can't remember. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know because I, I imagine a C because I know a lot of Katie's with a C, but maybe I've just been wronging her this whole time. Like the disrespect. 
I know people who get really into star signs. I do think it's like a very queer thing. And I once spoke to a friend about how it, especially if like queer people are brought up in like uh, religious families or like within a church, they sort of can find solace in, in star signs. Absolutely. I think also it reminds me of when I was studying literature at uni and we were talking about like queer theory in writing and how queer theorists have learned to grapple with the metaphor that the metaphor is an inherently queer kind of model because when you can't be openly out or visibly queer, you have to be implied queer mm. through other mm. means. And that and that kind of comes into things like star signs and that sort of stuff where it's like more fluid and... Yeah. Yeah. I also saw this tweet that was like just criticising when people are like star signs aren't real. Well, a lot of things that we commonly accept and live with aren't real, like money. <laughs> Gender. Gender. Oh my god. Gender reveal party. Yes. Oh my god. (laughs) I all at once think it's the funniest and best thing that's ever happened, but also the worst thing that's ever happened in my life. Yeah. Oh my god. Just for anyone who hasn't seen it, a couple expecting a baby had a gender reveal party that caused a wildfire that destroyed acres and acres of I wanna say bush, but it's not bush because it's in America. I think it's still currently raging. And this is not a metaphorical fire. This is a literal wildfire. Yeah, the straits have set California ablaze. It's just such a weird concept because I read this article by apparently the woman who started the trend and how she's now (laughs) against it. She was like, it was just supposed to be like a sweet thing that we shared on Instagram or Facebook or something. And then it just took off and now everyone was doing it. And it also just made me think back to what my mom told me about her pregnancies where she didn't even know it just used to be like a thing of have a surprise when it comes out Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah like what are your expectations of this child or of this gender like what changes how how you're gonna raise this kid if it's if you find out if it's got a penis or a vagina yeah it is insane that that is literally what it boils down to because they're not even talking about gender because they don't know the child's gender and it's not up to them to decide it is just physical sex they're talking about genitalia which is gross you're talking about a baby freaks (laughs) (laughs) what it's done for the meme community is incredible but what it's done for (laughs) the the environment is terrible i made a tweet that was like forget about gender if you're celebrating your unborn child with a pyrotechnics display that kid is going to become a faggy little theater kid 100 (laughs) percent Oh my God. I just, I find that there's so many things that we just like have decided to celebrate weirdly. Like even the, like, especially around like pregnancy and like nuclear families and like het normity, like that's, we have these gender reveals and now there's this thing called like a push present. What's that? Um, I want one, first of all. <laughs> just saying, I'm, if I'm pushing out a baby, you got to give me a ring. Push present. Oh. I haven't heard this. What is it? It's basically a present for whoever gives birth to the child from the other partner to be like, you carried. <laughs> what? Um. <laughs> Get into it, Aurelia. What do you want your push present to be? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in all these different Facebook groups to preface this. I'm in like 200 different Facebook groups. But one of them is like for designer clothing and like it's just fancy women in Melbourne and Sydney and they're just posting things about your trivial problems. But push presents are frequently discussed and they're like for my first push present i got an lv speedy and i'm thinking about what to ask for my hubby and our budget is 2k and like all this different stuff and then people are just linking things that are just outrageous and it's really entertaining to read (laughs) 
I watched this heinous show on Netflix called Yummy Mummies of Melbourne. I loved every minute of it. <laughs> but one, they were all getting push presents and one of them got a, a Range Rover and one of them got put on hold a ring that was worth like $80,000 and like sent it to her husband and was like, this is the ring. Oh my God. This is wild. It's like, have straight people not just heard of being good to your partner? Yeah. <laughs> Like, you can do that. You don't need an event. Like, today's the day where I do something kind for you to make you feel, like, appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, my God. I did see another great tweet that was, like, in regards to, like, gender reveal parties. There should be a gender reveal party, but everybody just gets up and talks about how the the gender identity forced on them really (laughs) caused trauma. Uh, Speaking about pregnancy, Gigi Hadid's pregnancy photo shoot was gorgeous. Absolutely stunning. It was nice. I died. Where did pregnancy photo shoots come from? It feels like they just sort of became a thing very recently. Or maybe I've just haven't been following. Um, There was this really famous one in the 90s when Demi Moore had a magazine cover where she was pretty much naked and heavily pregnant. And she was just doing the classic, like covering the boobs and covering her bits thing. And it went viral back in the day. Um, it was one of the like highest sold copies of that magazine. And that's like the classic pose. They're like, I just had a good palmer. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Love it. Gigi Hadid's pregnancy photos are beautiful. I wonder if you've seen the thing where someone's been able to track back that she was possibly impregnated on Zane's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Stan culture has no <laughs> Because, <laughs> because she was like 33 weeks and then someone was like take away these weeks wow <laughs> happy birthday babe <laughs> it's like how people are talking about how there's going to be a boom of babies born nine months after like lockdown periods absolutely and people want to call that generation quarantinis uh, <laughs> that's so cute i know <laughs> since we're already at like generation z yeah. yeah. So I guess we're starting over with Q. Yeah. Which is also towards the end of the alphabet since there's not a lot of generations left. So Yeah, yeah. May as well wrap it up now, guys. We've probably got four minutes on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I don't know about quarantinis though. It sounds like a drink. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm getting it wrong. Maybe it's quarantines. Oh, that makes sense. But those are people who are teens now, no? Maybe. I don't know. I also may have made this whole thing up. I don't know. <laughs> 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 maybe you're starting the trend yeah you know when you just feel like you saw it somewhere and you're like did i see this on the- yes we have to talk about the guy from art attack neil buchanan who has been <laughs> who's been rumored to be banksy which has been fellow friend of the show and comic uh rose bishops in her yes. stand-up for years <laughs> and now it's like taken off and he came out and said he's not which is exactly what banksy would say yeah 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 he can't like he's in an impossible position (laughs) i think he's like a bit too soft because banksy has done some kind of more edgy stuff you know the shredded painting like it's sold and then it just doesn't seem like neil's thing but i will say that the little girl holding the flowers that are flying away and they're really bombs that's very much his thing (laughs) Yeah, you could see him making that out of some, like, curtains on a big lawn. With a 12-storey paintbrush. Oh, my God. Outrageous. Art Attack was a trip, and, like, we just let it happen. 
Speaking of bizarre trips, my sister sent me a link this week. It's like one of those like mobile games that you pay through Facebook and like you have to like make in-app purchases on. It's called Matchington Mansion. And the basic premise is that this woman's husband cheated on her and she takes her young kid to her dead grandma's old house that is like dilapidated and possibly haunted. And you have to help her rebuild the house and her esteem. Wow. I felt like you were speaking gibberish just then. (laughs) But it makes perfect sense though. Yeah. Uh, Yes. It wasn't until the end where it like rounded off nicely. But I was like, I'm trying to go on this journey with you right now, Jill. It has like an ad and it's like everything in the house is broken and you have to like fix it. And she's like crying and it's like she needs, I don't know if it's like marketed to women that's like, you don't need no man, like, you know, help her, like sisters doing it together. Or is it actually marketed to men that want to like help a woman in need? Because it's like in the like ad, it's like her like looking at a broken sink and crying, being like, I can't do it. I have played a lot of design games like that where it's like a blank slate and then you choose everything. It's kind of like The Sims. If you want like a a nice fake rug, you have to pay like 10 cents or whatever, 99 cents probably. And then I've actually spent real money for fake (laughs) virtual. Because I was like, "Mm, actually, I can afford $5.99 for this interiors package. (gasps) Oh my God. This will make me happy. (laughs) This will cure my depression. (laughs) It's the gateway, like, app. Yeah, absolutely. Next thing you're, like, on sports bet. Like, I just need 20 bucks. (laughs) Oh my God. I've totally done sports bet as well. I played a lotto on my phone sometimes. (laughs) Oh my God, Aurelia. (laughs) I love that. What do you bet on? I bet on, like, football games. You know, you can bet on The Bachelor. Yeah, you can bet on politics. You can bet on anything. Oh, Hmm. my God. You truly can. That's wild. I'm scared of it. I'm scared. Also, because my family have, like, a history of, like, gambling. So I'm like, ugh. But I'm scared because I – it's not even, like, an addiction to games. It's just, like, I would, within five minutes, be like, all right, I'm putting the house on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling good about it. Always buy a lottery ticket when I'm feeling lucky or when it's my birthday or someone else's birthday that I care about. Yeah, got to be in it to win it. If I win, we can split it. I love that. Tell me when your birthday is and, I'm, you know, I'll buy one. <laughs> when is your birthday, Aurelia? 30th. Nice. September, yeah. Nice. And yours, October? 6th of October. All right, all right. Very close. I'll be entering on the 6th and on the 30th. What are you guys going to do for your birthday this year? Um, a blood sacrifice. <laughs> tell you what i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna do one of those zoom birthdays no i don't want to like i don't want to see anyone i want to take a hot photo and put it on instagram and be like it's my birthday haha <laughs> i'm so lonely <laughs> <laughs> you have it saved ready to go it's got all its tags ready yeah oh my god my friends and I tried to do one of those like Zoom birthdays recently and me and my boyfriend and my, our housemate, we had like a cake for her that we made because the plan was like we were all going to have like brownies or like cakes like individually and that we would do it all together. And then she was kind of like on the day off, she was like, oh, don't worry about that. I'm not going to bother getting a cake. But we. Had- I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Already got the cake, like we're just gonna fucking do it anyway. And so we were like waiting before she was like added to the call because our other friend was hosting, standing there with the, like the candles burning. But then she was like delayed and like coming in. So we're just kind of standing there with these like slowly melting candles, just waiting for her to come. Oh my God. That's what I want for my birthday. I want someone I love to stand with candles waiting for me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do for my birthday. I'll probably just get really fucking drunk and watch Twilight again. Like I can lie to myself, but that's how it's going to work out. I might like post a video of me singing in high school to like, (gasps) have you been watching high school musical the musical the series no i really need to though because literally in the last like three days like seven people have been like jordan this year (laughs) where is it where can you watch this it's on disney plus oh i just unsubscribed (laughs) after mulan it's like nah. i was like bye yeah fuck that that's actually how i ended up on disney plus because i was like i got charged for it and i was like what the fuck like after hamilton i was like i I don't need this anymore so i was like maybe i should go onto it given that i've already got one extra month that i've already paid for might as well watch what shows are there and i saw high school musical the musical the series and i was like oh this would be good trash that i'll hate and give up on and so i just put it on (laughs) in the background and then like 10 15 minutes into the first episode my boyfriend and i were just like this is good what the fuck and I was so aghast that it's actually like a really kind of good representation of high school drama and musicals and it's like very meta and camp and it takes the piss out of itself and the original movies are there teenagers (sighs) playing it or is it 30 year olds no it's actual teenagers which is so refreshing yes I made a tweet again that was like not like those 45 year olds on Riverdale with hair plugs (laughs) (laughs) are the Riverdale kids still in high school are they still pushing that? I only watch the musical episodes on YouTube. <laughs> uh, Charlie, I love it when you are a complete cliche. Yeah. <laughs> because I am too. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I heard they're about to do Hedwig on Riverdale and I'm actually annoyed because it's like, don't ruin something that is sacred. Like not Hedwig. Since when has Riverdale been a musical show? That's what's confusing about me. Cause I'm like, obviously I talk about this a lot. I'm all over TikTok. And for a while I was like lost in Riverdale TikTok and there were all these musical episodes. And I was like, what the fuck? When did this become a thing? Also, what the hell is with none talk? Okay, so I'm on Nuntalk, which is nuns posting on TikTok. Like real nuns or fake nuns? 
real nuns and the content is terrible. Like sometimes they're like doing a dance and sometimes it's just like a young nun literally with her phone. I was just like, "Uh and then like suddenly like switching to selfie mode. I loved that one you sent me that was like, it was the young nun like doing like a reel or like to music kind of thing. But then like at one point you kind of see in the background, like a really elderly nun come in with a stroller, like round the corner, like coming through a door. The corners that you find yourself on, on TikTok. I haven't been on straight TikTok in a very long time, but I've been on frog TikTok. I've been on llama TikTok. I've been on jellyfish TikTok. And now I'm on nun talk and I feel like I'm coming home. (laughs) What a career choice. Absolutely, in this day and age. Like, do you think they're hiring in Australia? Could I be a nun? Because nuns are all lesbians. Exactly. I think you could be a nun, Aurelia. What do you like? Um, do you like nun aesthetic? Like, would you be willing to give up any other life? <laughs> <laughs> well, have you seen Warrior Nun? No, I haven't. Have you, Charlie? No, I haven't. But you have told me about it. It sounds good. It's really good. Um, based on that, yes, I would be a nun, but only if I was like a badass karate ninja. I mean, of course. I mean, <laughs> I would join the secret like sisterhood, <laughs> yeah, oh and God. then and then I just make my girlfriend join too. <laughs> it would be just perfect. No one would know. You don't have bills as a nun. There was a part of my childhood where I legitimately pondered being a priest because mm-hmm. I was like, this is a way to make redemption for the fact that I'm gay. Oh, yeah. Devastating. Yeah, that was last year. <laughs> <laughs> 2019 was big. <laughs> and then 2020 happened. I was like, no, nah, fuck that. <laughs> fuck. Becoming a priest is so sad in my mind, but becoming a nun, I'm like, yeah, lesbians, get it. <laughs> Bro, nuns are hot. Nuns are—they got it going on. Yes. Oh, oh my god. On my for you page, or I don't think it's called that, but like my recommended for you on the porn website that I use, there was a video <laughs> that was it was a nun. And it was like nun, nun sucks demon out of your dick. <laughs> and I was like, cool. <laughs> I didn't click on it because I was like embarrassed that it was on my recommended for you, but now I want to watch it. Oh my God. I, I like to imagine as well that it would have been one of those like POV videos where it's like, it, yes, it was. Oh my yeah, God. You could tell, oh you could tell it was a POV. That is so iconic. I'll find it. I'll watch it and I'll report back next week. I, I always <laughs> watch porn on private mode, but I wish I wouldn't so that it would really like the porn algorithm would get me and I would get my perfect nut. <laughs> <laughs> I want, yeah, I want my exorcism and my porn to like really like integrate, you know? That screaming orgasm that is part pleasure and part a poltergeist leaving my body. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is really, if you think about it. Especially like talking about our vibrating hysteria chat before. Did you guys hear about Novak Djokovic getting kicked out of the US Open? Yes, I did. Because he, like, chucked a tanty and, like, smacked the ball when he was pissed off and it, like, struck the umpire in the throat and that's, like, an immediate disqualification, like, you're kicked out. But there was a headline that was, like, Novak Djokovic hits umpire in throat, leaves tournament. (laughs) (laughs) Making out like he just struck this random woman and left. Oh, my God, that's some Meghan Markle journalism right there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. Did you see the footage of Djokovic hitting the ball? No. No, like, with, to be honest, with a lot of news that, that this video-based, I'll read the article and I'll be like, okay, I know what happened. 
Yeah. <laughs> I like I don't need a sadist. Yeah, Jordan, I haven't watched a sport since 2005. <laughs> Fair enough. I will say this, and I don't know if this is like probo to say, but it was funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> because like maybe he was. <laughs> I like when the ball hit the <laughs> That was like, I was like, oh, I get tennis now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm imagining like Benny Hill music playing in your head. <laughs> but it didn't look like, okay, maybe he was chucking a tanty beforehand, but it looked like he just kind of like threw the ball away, like just kind of like hit it away. Didn't look like there was that much effort behind it, but like he's a tennis player, so it was probably at like 200 kilometers an hour. Yeah. yeah. This woman just falls to the ground. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And she is fine for those listeners who are worrying. Oh, yeah, she's fine. Get over it. <laughs> I love women falling over. I don't like women getting hit. I don't want to get this misconstrued, but especially women <laughs> in suits. Like there's footage of Julia Gillard falling over and that woman went through hell in her prime ministership, but boy, oh boy, is that clip of her falling over hilarious. You're on fall talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish. <laughs> that should really be on your porn up surge. Women falling over. <laughs> Absolutely. I read the Savo, the Oscars have just come out with new eligibility criteria for best picture that includes new standards of diversity of having like women and LGBTQ plus performers and racial diversity as well. Oh my God. Is it like one of each? (laughs) Yeah. One of each. And then we're okay with that. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Part of it is good. And then part of it is also just so ridiculously low bar that it's like, how is this even having to be specified? To be eligible now for best picture, you have to meet two of these four criteria. And one of them is about the story itself. So like the film can be about a narrative that concerns itself with a, a primary character who is a woman, a person of colour or LGBTQ plus person. Or it can be another criteria, which is that you make up a majority or more than a minority amount of female LGBT people of colour on the production. But people are like, most films would do that inherently. Yeah, it doesn't actually make that much of a difference. Like, I mean, it's good because it eliminates the really shit movies <laughs> that are not even re- reaching that low bar. Yeah. But, like, one of the requirements is, like, that the PR team Mm. is, like, mostly female LGBTQ. That's why people are pouncing on that. I think they've done that because, like, stuff like publicity and, like, costume makeup design, these kinds of things, they are dominated by women and queer people. And so it's, like, this easy loophole for them to be like, oh, if we make that a criteria, well, then most movies will naturally pass that anyway. Mm. Well, I guess it's over for all the straight men and PR companies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Time's up, off. honey. They're quaking. <laughs> Get into construction or something, honey. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. All these douchebags online that were like, what? So now you're going to apply a criteria to this <sighs> award? It's like, yes. <laughs> that, what? We're, we're going to give like the highest honor in filmmaking to a film that doesn't meet certain commendable criteria. Like, fuck off. I, someone was like, by these standards, Green Book wouldn't have won. I was like, Green Book shouldn't have won. <laughs> Justice for Shrek. <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly. Someone was like, ah, oh, Ford versus Ferrari. And I was like, that sounds like a shit film. Like, <laughs> who are you going into battle for? I find that stuff really interesting because it does kind of like fall into that thing of just being like, well, that doesn't actually like change much. And you've like all at once angered a whole load of like incel men's rights activists. But at the same time, 
not actually done anything and made like queer and people of color just come in and be like have to defend these rules that also don't actually help them out at all either so it's like it was a way of them being like look we're changing without actually doing anything by Mm. the sounds of it Mm. yeah a lot of virtue signaling in hollywood but i don't know Mm. i don't think that's like really new yeah i'm not shocked but i'm still disappointed Mm. Mm. these motherfuckers (laughs) It's just like, how is Ford versus Ferrari getting nominated for best film? I'm, I can't get over it. Is that a real thing? What is that? It's a real movie. <laughs> yeah. About cars and shit. Oh, I've seen cars. <laughs> You're like, I love cars. Yeah, Pixar's cars. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it, if it does make a difference and we get less like shit movies, then that's fine. But in the meantime, we're always going to have some fucking like race car film nomination. Another installment of Batman. We should like use this in our advantage and start a PR firm that meets all the boxes. So everyone will hire us. Yeah. And they will continue to make their all white movies, but they'll hire us, which will <laughs> enable them to pass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we all win here, baby. <laughs> this is our niche. We can be called like Buddy Cop Productions because it'll just be all the Buddy Cop movies. <laughs> oh my god what did you think when you first saw it charlie did you think it was exciting or were you like oh i don't know what this means yeah i well my introduction to it was like people shitting on it on twitter so i was like oh maybe when i'll read the criteria it's going to be heinous but Mm. like i do think it's good that it's formalizing the need for diversity because you know cinema and tv studios have been saying for years like you know we need more diversity in storytelling and that kind of stuff and you know shit all has been done about it Mm. and so having something that's like a formal stamp of like yeah we're actually making it now a minimum necessity i can see how some people think this is patronizing to you know have to even talk about this extremely low bar but we do have to talk about it because sometimes even that bar is not being met so i think it is good even if it is flawed this is true this is very true i liked the paid internship thing i wouldn't mind that yeah i do like (laughs) money internship One of the like clauses is like that you have a paid internship program. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Like truly, some of them are really funny. Some of them was like, yeah, literally, it was like have a female PR team and have an intern, and then you can be nominated. <laughs> and they're like, and the catering has to be vegan friendly and gluten free. Yes. <laughs> and you have to have at least two different types of almond milk. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Take your sound team to get boost juice. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, a strawberry squeeze for all, you know? <laughs> what we're fighting for. Each character must have a piece of denim. <laughs> there must be visible carabiners on every lesbian character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and how do they, like, there was one clause that was, like, the an ensemble cast of queer people. And I know the ensemble cast means, like, the whole cast, but I was thinking, like, background actors when I first read that. And I was like, how are you going to, like, were you just going to tell me? <laughs> All the background actors. Like uh, a great chorus of gays yeah. suddenly appears. <laughs> really, in like another one of those like World War II, like um, Save America <laughs> movies. Actually, all these soldiers were gay. We just never talk about it. Oh my God, it's like springtime for Hitler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, yes, I think good will come from it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you find out about this on Twitter? Because like, I totally didn't know about it. It's just happened. It was it was literally the Savo. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
I still haven't even looked into it. So I'm, maybe we can catch up on it again next week. Yeah, we can do a follow up. Yeah. When we've got the tea. <laughs> I get all of my news from Twitter teams these days. Um, the other day I saw that Zendaya was trending. Oh yeah. What's she up to? So did you see The Kissing Booth on Netflix? That horrible movie. I have started both of them. <laughs> <laughs> so the kissing booth was starring this guy. <laughs> Is he the guy from Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging? I feel like it's that same actor just in all films. Well, let me find him. His name is Jacob Elordi. He's Australian. Ah, oh, oh my God. Congrats. He got the green card. Yeah, I'm suddenly proud of him. Well, he cheated on Zendaya. <gasps> oh, we take it all back. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. And then she posted a selfie that got like a million likes and people were like, yes, girl, get it. Did he cheat on her with someone else who's famous? Apparently he's rumoured to now date Kaya Gerber, who is um, Cindy Crawford's daughter, I want to say, and who's also a model. Get it. <laughs> I recently rewatched The Greatest Showman with Zendaya and she's so good in it. I really love her voice as well. She has the nicest harmonies in a lot of the like group songs. Mm. I've never seen The Greatest Showman. Oh, Jordan! <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> I mean, I expected that of you, Aurelia, but <laughs> Jordan, you are a musical theatre person. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I have a real cultural cringe at Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I just can't watch Hugh Jackman do anything. And I do really like him as a person, which is weird. Like, I have a lot of respect for Hugh Jackman, but I just, I don't know. I, like, almost started watching it and then... <laughs> And then this footage went around and I find it so funny. Jeremy Jordan, who's like this like Broadway actor. Smash. Yeah, from Smash. He was like singing all of Hugh Jackman's parts in a reading because Hugh Jackman basically had cancer removed from his throat. It wasn't like hectic, but he like couldn't sing because he was like in pain. And they were in this like singing thing and trying to get money <laughs> to put the movie on. And just like a singing thing, they're trying to get yeah. money. <laughs> fundraiser for the greatest <laughs> what like a begging circle <laughs> like shark tank <laughs> and he brought out this sponge <laughs> but he there so they're doing this pitch they have to sing he couldn't sing any of his bits so jeremy jordan was there to just sing the bits for him and it got to the big song and Jeremy Jordan's, like, ready to, like, get up and sing in front of these, like, massive Hollywood execs. Like, he's a pretty big name on Broadway, but, like, this would have been a huge opportunity for him. And then and then Hugh Jackman's like, no, no. Then he got up and sang through the whole song. And he's in pain. And he's, like, struggling through it. And the whole thing becomes about him struggling through this song because he's, like. A hero. Oh, my God. Like, oh, coughing up blood. Really? And, like, doing, like, a fine job. Like, whatever. Why not like, tell Jeremy Jordan prior to that? Like, uh, I get him. Really? That's a dog move. <laughs> and it got shared around as this, like, inspirational thing of just being, like, oh, my God, Hugh Jackman. I'm, like, what? What a dick. Like, oh. Just while I'm on that, there's another clip <laughs> of Dustin Hoffman talking about when he did, oh, what's that movie where he dresses up? Tootsie. Tootsie, yes. We talked about Tootsie and I've never seen Tootsie and I don't think I want to. No. <laughs> but he talks about it when he sat down in the makeup chair, they did him up as a woman for the first time and he was like, okay, now you've made me a woman. Can you make me an attractive woman? And they were like, this is the best that we could do. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then in the interview, he starts crying. He's like, because he feels ugly. Yeah, well, because he's like, I just think about all the women in my life that I've given no oh attention to because I thought they were ugly and they weren't worth my time. And it got shared around as like this amazing thing of like, oh my God, Dustin Hoffman. And I'm like, sir, it should not take you yeah. getting made up to look like an ugly drag queen for yeah. you to be like. And that is not the female experience either. Like you sat in makeup for 20 minutes. Like that ain't. That ain't it. That ain't it. Oh, fuck. It was, it's so funny. Like, oh my God, ugly women have thoughts. I was 46 years old and it floored me. Yeah. <laughs> the audacity as well that he thought that it would be the era of the makeup team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah go to your parents. Complain yeah, yeah. about your bone structure. Why were you not born more androgynous? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, God. I just, sometimes the things that go viral and those like faux inspirational things are so funny to me. To bring down the mood, but talking about inspirational people and cancer has, of course, made me think of Chadwick Boseman who passed away so sad. from cancer. It feels like a long time ago now, but I know it's just been a, two weeks or so. Mm. And I don't know, it really hit me in a way that a celebrity death hasn't in a long time. And apparently he was unwell for a long time and was filming all his films while like in chemo and that because he wanted to leave a legacy. Four years. Jesus. That that hit really hard. I think also because of the circumstances of this year and the legacy that he left behind. I mean, what an incredible like base of work and knowing that he was like struggling through all that but still kept it up was like it's pretty amazing. And also considering how generally Hollywood, I guess, is so gossipy and mm-hmm. just the love and care of his whole team and family and circle to know but you know, respect his wishes and, and keep it a secret essentially. Yeah, all of that just really touched me. And I think as you said, like this year has been such a fucking test of a year and I was like, Damn, what's yeah. next? Yeah. Who's going to die next? Like, yeah. Tom Hanks? Oh my God, don't. Don't. (laughs) I'm not manifesting it, but. (laughs) this is where it started um yeah i think the other thing about chadwick boseman as well is i think the things that were written about him were just really were so beautiful that you just you know that he left behind people who really cared and loved and respected him because he cared and loved and respected them yeah, like Lupita posted something today and it was just a really beautiful piece about how he always seemed to take his time. He wasn't rushing even though he knew he had so little time left, but it was like, oh, God, I'm paraphrasing it. Go to go to Lupita's Instagram because she just phrases it really nicely of just like not feeling rushed but understanding the weight of every moment. Mm, like being very present. Mm. That's beautiful. I, because I was talking a lot about this with my boyfriend, because he's a huge Marvel buff. So he, we went to see Black Panther in the cinemas, and it's it's probably my favorite Marvel movie. It's so good. Like I was sort of saying to my boyfriend, like, do you think they'll like like eventually would they ever recast? Like, what would happen? And he says that in the original comics that like King T'Challa actually dies, and the new Black Panther is his sister Shuri. So in canon universe, there is a storyline there of it becoming like passing on to his sister and she takes up the mantle of Black Panther. So I think if Marvel is really smart, that would be 100% the way to go. Also because I don't think you could ever recast. No, No. you can't. Actually, people would boycott it. Like Marvel would go broke. No one would watch Endgame (laughs) 2. No. Especially with how much people are saying we need more female superhero movies as Mm. well. Like, that would be such a kick-ass film. That would be good. Mm. 
And the sister is such a beloved character as well. I can't remember her name in the movie. Shuri. Yeah, yeah. yeah she... She's so funny and like it's just also quite a funny movie, which I think like superhero movies are supposed to be, but without sort of being gimmicky. I will go to my grave saying that Thor Ragnarok is one of the best movies. <laughs> I loved Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, me too. It's so good. The fashion, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Goldblum. I reckon he's a creep. (laughs) Yeah. I reckon. He's bizarre. Oh my God, the Drag Race episode he was judging. He was sort of critiquing Jackie Cox for wearing a hijab, was it? Yeah, so. And then he cried watching her perform. Firework. The bag. Firework. (laughs) I mean, don't we all cry when firework comes on? Stop. I'm thinking about Carol Baskin dancing to Raw again. <laughs> I hope it's a lyrical piece. Oh, yeah. Interpretive. Dance. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot understand how Jada was not in the top or even the winner of the musical challenge. Like her sexy Madonna, you know, when she like comes oh out God. and she's like sort of like dragging the chair and then she's like hitting her thighs. Like that was the sexiest thing I've seen on that show. And her arms. Out of control. I love her arms. Her arms are so sexy to me. Yeah, they're nice. (laughs) I'm just outing myself as like an arm person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jada was a clear winner from the beginning, I think. And I think that she got like undersold by Gigi at sometimes. And Gigi's a great queen as well. But Jada is like such an all-rounder. When she does that sexy Madonna dance, I gasped. That was a good challenge. Everyone did so well. Didn't Gigi win that challenge? Yeah. Yes, yes, because that's when Jan really wanted to win, and thus Me. began the spiraling of Jan. Yeah. <laughs> and then the whole next episode is just her saying that she's sad that her friend left, but everyone's like, "No, you're sad because you lost the challenge." You yeah, yeah. And she came out on Twitter and admitted it. She was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be real. I was sad <laughs> about the challenge. I wasn't sad about Britta. Oh, <gasps> Britta." We should talk about this. Britta Filter recently has left all social media basically and said, like, I can't deal with all the death threats and the bullying and all the hate that has been sent to me. My mental health is so bad right now. I can't do this. I'm stepping away from the limelight. And it's just so fucking sad and also just horrible that there's so much still like racism and just ridiculous stan hatred. I don't know. I can't I can't fathom it. Yeah, the drag fan community can be fucking brutal. And it's like, I didn't like Britta, but I'm going to sit in my home and talk to my friends about how I thought she was obnoxious. I'm not going to go find her on the internet and yell at her. Like, God. like Yeah, just mind yeah. your own business. Hmm. <laughs> and the audacity of, like, tagging someone or, like, messaging them. Like, what What are you thinking? The only time I'm messaging celebrities is to ask for money. <laughs> 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 I went through like a whole phase of like tweeting at land- random celebrities and being like, hey, transfer me 5k. This is my PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> it would really help me out right now. <laughs> Did any come through? None. None came through. Name them and shame them, Aurelia. I want a list of celebrities <laughs> down. I have to go through my Twitter. There's actually tweets I should probably delete just in case I blow up so people can like not cancel me for being problematic and asking for handouts. <laughs> oh my god, but these public. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I thought they were DMs. <laughs> That's even better. I reckon I was just adding them. Uh, 
I mean, why the fuck not? Like, you've got nothing to lose. I heard that, like, Taylor Swift sometimes randomly, like, PayPal's people. So hit her up. He's hoping. Oh, that's so good. Oh, my God. Lee. <laughs> Shall we do our query? Yeah, let's do a query and A. I've got one for you. Woo! It's Carrie from Caram Downs. And she writes in saying that ever since she came out, or her friends have noticed that since she came out, she's dressing gayer. And she's wondering, has that happened for us? Or is that a common thing for queer people? Thanks, Carrie. Hmm. I mean, I'm wearing like a little beanie right now. So, yeah. <laughs> 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 that I stole from my girlfriend. Beautiful. I bleached my hair. <laughs> yeah, ble- the bleaching of the hair and just having like hair experiments in general, that's very gay. Oh, absolutely. I had a period where I was red-haired for many years to the extent that when I was in year 11 and we did a musical with the, our, like, sister school, when I first met all the girls, I had red hair and they all thought it was just natural. And one of the girls that is still my friend to this day, she's, like, a natural red-haired and we ended up going to her formal together and so we have, like, a bright red hair <laughs> and we look like this sort of, like... Oh, my God. <laughs> redheads only... It's a lot. There's a couple of Isla fishes just like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely think it's a thing that you've changed, but you're also like, I think it's that interesting thing where like we spend our whole lives performing and then, then after coming out, you kind of are redefining who you are because you don't have to fit into this like het norm anymore I, th- I feel like particularly for, for me as like a cis woman the way that I dress myself to try and look hot now as opposed to five ten years ago is very different mm, no absolutely I think growing up I really loved wearing really colorful things and then when I first kind of moved to Melbourne I was like oh shit everyone's wearing black so I just started wearing like a lot of black and gray and, like <laughs> really boring like plain stuff and then as I kind of grew more comfortable and just being myself now I feel a lot more comfortable standing out and I think that has to do with a number of things just getting older feeling more comfortable in my body and with my choices but you know it probably also has to do with being more comfortable with my sexuality as well um so it wouldn't surprise me if if you've come out that all of those things are falling into place and you're finding your style because you're finding who you really are 100 percent I really noticed it when I started doing drag because initially there was a bit of a strict dichotomy for me. It was like I had my kind of muted casual clothes that I would wear and then in drag it was all, you know, 100% and it was glitz and glam and um, androgyny and that kind of stuff. And I felt like completely free when it was performative to be like I can wear all this stuff and feel really visibly queer, but it was just in drag. And as much as I love that, I started to feel like I don't want it to exist in this binary anymore. I want to be able to have a middle ground that I'm comfortable just having outside the theatre sphere Mm -hmm. and feel like it's part of my actual identity. Like since then, you know, like I got my ears pierced and now I have like earrings and I feel more comfortable doing that. Whereas like before drag, I never ever would have done that. It's like, oh, that will look androgynous or Mm -hmm. gay or whatever. Um, But now I couldn't give a shit. Uh, yeah, I feel like you kind of have to go to 100 to like find where you are, particularly for a lot of my gay male friends. They, they talk about coming out and then like instantly wearing like red skinny jeans. <laughs> 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 like, 
Yeah. Where he like like perform like again, we're always performing, but then like performing the sense of what they thought it meant to be gay. Yeah. Which often is like quirky side character. Yeah. Oh, I'm out now, so I have to make every moment I do a statement and everything has to be a hundred percent. And it's fun mm. for a while, but then you realize like, oh, I can just chill the hell out. Mm. I would wear the most bizarre shit to uni, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> my performing arts degree. <laughs> I had these like skinny military pants that my friend had tailored to be really tight. And then I would wear those like huge combat boots, but with like a houndstooth blazer. Oh my God, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. That's the gayest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of vampires, Jesus, (laughs) Shelly. Um, I also found that, and this doesn't work for everyone, but like defining masculine and feminine energy really helped me because some days I like really want to live out my Tig Notaro soft butch dreams. And then other days I just want to be like literally a manic pixie. And yeah. <laughs> it's fun being like, oh, the energy flows rather than being like, well, I am this one thing. Do you ever match outfits with your partner? Not intentionally, but we have like gotten dressed and been like, my boyfriend will get annoyed if we match and I'm always <laughs> trying to match. <laughs> I like it when we our outfits like complement each other. So I, like the other day I was like wearing a blue jumpsuit. I'm like, babe, can you put on this like blue and white striped shirt? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Just so we like look like we're not wearing the same thing but are coordinated. I love that. <laughs> I don't even know whose clothes are mine anymore and who's belong to whom. I don't know. I'm using the wrong... <laughs> grandma all over the place anyway i don't know whose shit is whose (laughs) my boyfriend has like his drawers and then my drawers and i'm always the one trying to like combine our stuff and like what does it even matter anymore it's been so many years we can just make them one thing he's like absolutely fucking not your socks are your socks these are mine like at this point it's gotten so bad that he only has black socks and I can only buy white socks apparently because he's like, I don't want you using that as a gateway to try and get my socks. You keep your fucking grubby hands off my socks. Oh my God. It's I love called it. setting boundaries. Yeah. Well, I'm currently wearing black socks, so. <laughs> Take that, Josh. Yes, I got that. <laughs> oh my God, wild. So. Carrie from Caram Downs, I hope we helped you out. Um, basically, yeah, dressing queer is fun and, I mean, it's up to whatever you want it to be. Yeah, keep pushing till you find what you like. Yeah, yeah. have a push present. <laughs> <laughs> Gender reveal <Yeah>. coming out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the gender reveal party that I want. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Legit though. Bye. We we have never mastered the goodbye. <laughs> what are you talking about? I feel like we should end with the, like that sound clip of Aurelia just being like, "See ya." <laughs> <laughs> oh great! Bye 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 bye. See you we'll later. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, sluts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.